Welcome to Bluegrass Stories with Katie Daly and me. I'm Howard Parker. The dictionary defines the word serendipity as the occurrence and development of events by chance in a happier, beneficial way. That clearly defines the relationship between Eric O'Hara and Lee and Eric Gibson, the Gibson brothers. Eric O'Hara taught guitar and banjo to Lee and Eric at Dick's Country Store, Gun City, and Music Oasis in Churubusco, New York over 30 years ago. Today, we find O'Hara working with the Gibson Brothers, playing guitar and the pedal steel guitar in the Mockingbird Band. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Here's Katie Daly asking him to tell the story. What was your musical background? Um, growing up as a kid, uh, my grandfather always played at home, and my cousins, my grandfather played harmonica and fiddle, and my cousin played five string a little bit, and he played guitar, and whenever we'd get together with the family, we'd, we'd play music and, you know, just get around and sing and play music together, and, and then one day, uh, visiting a cousin in Jersey, he had a guitar, beautiful electric guitar, and he let me play it, and I think I was like uh, six years old, and I got hooked on the bug. So, six years old? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, six or seven. Okay. I I was. So, but I didn't start playing right then. <clears throat> I told my folks, you know, I'm really interested. I kept bugging them, kept bugging them. And I think around nine or ten years old, uh, I started taking lessons uh, from a guy up north that was really good. He was a he was a teacher at one of the prisons. He was a music teacher, and he taught in the school systems up there too. Uh, Jeremy Drake, who's no longer with us, but um, great teacher, great friend. Uh, learned more about music, and you know, learned about a little bit about, little bit about life as well. So, what kind of music were you playing um, and listening to? And I was a classical guitarist pretty much for the first part. Um, I had about an hour and a half of uh, solo classical music worked up and at one point I was considering uh, pursuing that career mm-hmm. um, but I was in college for a whole another career in chemistry at the time and uh, some of the guys there uh, that I played music with were encouraging me well you should you know you should pursue the classical because X Y and Z and because the science thing might fall through is that what <laughs> no no the science thing well for, for me the science thing was um, probably more familial you know I come from a long line of doctors and PhDs so they were hoping that I could get something that would be more there in case kind Mm. of thing right so uh, at one point uh, so I graduated from college and I'm trying to remember the timeline here but getting to uh, I I played in bands throughout college years and at home uh, and after I graduated, I kept playing. I've played in some band or one or another or studio. You said I got to make some money. I'll get a little part-time job. Or was or was no? Well, I yeah, I graduated from uh, school in Syracuse, New York. I went to college in Syracuse. Okay. New York, and moved home and just started playing music full time as much as possible and teaching and working at the local music stores around. Uh, the one I was working at at the time was Dick's Country Store. Everybody's kind of where you can buy what guns, gas, groceries, and guitars. <laughs> <laughs> and what more do you want? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Maybe some beer there, but um, yeah, it's a great place and a great owner, great guy. He let me teach out of there, and um, so at one point, um, two ladies that I worked with 
who just happened to be Eric and Lee's aunts, Aunt Molly and Sue, wanted guitar lessons. Mm-hmm. So I kind of thought all along that they were kind of like vetting me for Eric and Lee's mom, you know, like go check out this guy, see if he's okay for, okay. The, for the boys to take lessons right. from, you know, kind of thing. So apparently I passed because before I knew it, you know, they were in there with uh, Eric and Lee. And, and they were about how old were they? I think it was 10 and 11. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's a while ago. Um, but I had just, I had graduated from college, so I was a fresh graduate and, you know, they were young guys and super willing to to learn uh, all kinds of energy and desire to play. Did they both come in wanting the guitar or how'd the banjo work? Um, I think how it worked out was I think Kelly, their dad, basically said you're playing this and you're playing that type of thing and they okay. both they came in and it was decided. You know, right. Type of thing. Um, I had been playing five string for a while. I taught myself uh, for years because there was nobody up there when I was there. Right. And I had been playing guitar long enough to, to know, so uh, gave those guys lessons and pretty much knew what the you know while I was teaching them that things were going to happen for them. Just I could just I told a friend of mine actually I was up in Maine we were playing one of the shows up in Maine and he came in and he had a clipping from one of the the magazines or the newspapers from back in the I think it's like 1990. Uh, it was like really early in their career when they just went to the first place and I told my friend keep this because these guys are going to go somewhere and he did he kept the clipping and he brought it and he showed them they were all excited to see were they good students they were excellent students um they just had a strong desire to learn and the other thing about the two of them is their family they're one of the the sweetest nicest families you ever want to know and they support they supported them through everything um Mom, dad, aunts, uncles, cousins, everybody was involved. They really were behind them. And they're just, I just, one of the loveliest families I've ever known. Right. So then uh, you moved on, and what did you do in the intervening years? I worked uh, in the pharmaceutical industry as a chemist. Um, But like I said, I always played music. Um, I lived up north on the border up there. There was a one million square foot facility up there Mm -hmm. uh, for some research and development. I worked in that. And then the company I worked for got bought out. So my wife and my family, we had to pack up uh, our everything and move to Connecticut for a while. <clears throat> Excuse me. Down near Waterford, Connecticut. Um, so again, I, you know, as soon as I moved down there, I put out feelers and met some guys and started playing music down there. We right. an album. Um, so at that point, uh, after five years, we had a five-year plan, my wife and I was like, Five years, we're moving home. You know, when I hit the age, I can retire early. We're going to go home. So I moved home, but the company offered me a position to work from home. So I worked in an additional three years. And then while I was home, Eric, you know, well, Eric and Lee and I had always kind of been in contact over the years. Well, we would see on Facebook, you know, our teacher showed up at such and such a gig and all that. Yeah, we've always been kind of always keeping in touch. And then... Uh, Eric's son Kelly started coming over and we were playing guitar and I started talking to Eric and telling him you know I'm not going to be retiring such and such a date and and then I retired and very shortly thereafter Eric called and said you know we're going to be going on tour 
would you like to? And I was like, um, yes. <laughs> Going on tour is the Mockingbird Band, yes. and you play primarily steel with them and some electric guitar. Right. So right. It, the serendipity of it all that, you know, it was just perfect timing for you. Yeah. So this has been your first, what, year and a half on the road. Tell mm-hmm. me what that's been like. Uh, I tell people that ask me, um, when I come home, my face and cheeks are sore from laughing and smiling so much. So. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know what you mean. Because it just couldn't be with a, a greater bunch of guys. I mean, I've known Mike and you know as well. I used to play with their dad you know, when Mike was just a little guy. Mm-hmm. And um, the drummer, Sam, I played with him in a blues band ages ago, too. So I've known you know those other guys as well for a long time. So... It's just the camaraderie and the musical knowledge, and I'm learning a lot from them now. It's like they're teaching me about the business side of things, which I really never knew much about. So your third uh, gig was? Third gig, uh, fourth gig was the Ryman. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the, uh, the fourth. The third gig was the Analog in, in Nashville. Fourth gig was the Ryman, and the fifth gig was the Hall of Fame that same night as the Ryman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I was beside myself. Did you ever imagine that? I had no. <laughs> I never, never imagined. Almost better than Carnegie Hall, right? Um, well, some would say yes. Yes, yeah. right. <laughs> Many would. Well, it's been fantastic, and I just think it's a great story. Mm-hmm. Um, and how many days are on the road? How many days so far this yeah. year? No, I mean, yeah, averaging out. Um, for myself, I'm only in the electric band, the Mockingbird band, mm-hmm. so it's probably anywhere from a week to two a month. So, perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's perfect. very nice, yeah. So any secrets about them you want to share with us? Uh, any secrets? Um, no. No, I don't, there's no secrets. Uh, what you see is what you get. And that was Katie Daly talking with Eric O'Hara guitar player and pedal steel guitar player from the Gibson Brothers Mockingbird Band. To follow the band's schedule, visit gibsonbrothers.com. Bluegrass Stories is hosted on SoundCloud and available to stream through SoundCloud or Facebook, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music, or katydaily.com. As always, thanks for listening. <laughs>